All right, welcome, guys. Coach, we got a special guest this week. I know you love guests. And as you know, I love to bring on Bears fans. Adam Rank, <laughs> how how are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing wonderful. I didn't realize this was a setup that we're oh. trying to switch Hugh to our side, to our <laughs> Chicago ways. I got to send them some Lou Malnati's. We'll go to a little, we'll send them some Portillo's. We'll try. Oh. That's the way we really need to go. I don't well, know if our it. team, I don't know if our team's going to do the talking for us, but the, our food will. We got a chance. You got one of my favorite quarterbacks. So I think, uh, matter of fact, you got two quarterbacks I'm very fond of. So there's a chance. Yeah. So and we're going to get to both of those quarterbacks. Okay. But first, because, uh, you know, uh, Coach is an L.A. guy. And you, I understand, you were born in California. So how did you become a Bears fan? Wait, hold on. I was born in Schaumburg. Although it's actually, it's a it's a matter of uh, scandal now. When I had to okay. get my real, when I had to get my real ID or the, the passport or whatever the thing is that'll have the PSA pre-check. I got a copy of my birth certificate. I've been walking around, you know, for a number of years thinking I was from Schaumburg. And then I noticed, I noticed my, my birth certificates at Hoffman Estates and uh, nobody recollects this. It was like, ah, maybe it was. I'm like, what do you mean? Maybe it was, this is, this is damaging to me. But uh, my dad was, uh, my dad was a Navy guy and he's from, Illinois, Illinois, originally town called Sterling, which is actually closer to Davenport. My mom's from Oswego. So when my dad was out of the Navy, they're like, we're out, we're going to California. So I was born, I did about four years in Chicago, moved to the Southern California area. And uh, I don't, I don't know if I need to tell you, but uh, we didn't have an LA, we didn't have an LA football team for quite some time. So you ended up rooting for you ended up rooting for the team that your parents liked. And Hugh, I'm sorry. And I know this is, Anthony, this is going to go up. I know it was an innocuous question that I'm turning into a 30-minute answer, uh, like it's a 30 for 30 documentary or something. But I was I was just talking about this the other day. Is my dad used to, like this, like these kids today, they don't understand. You can go to a Buffalo Wild Wings and watch any game wherever Back in the day, my dad used to drive me and my mom's like, where are you taking him? He's like, no, 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 we're going to this pizza place. And this tavern did serve pizza. So he wasn't lying, but we used to go to this place, El Capitan. And oh, it was, a, it was, a, it was a Chicago bears bar and they would play Chicago every time the team, it was a lot of fun. Like we had a great time. And so, uh, you know, eventually, even though, you know, other Southern California teams, but the Bears are my team. Okay. Yeah, well, listen, I, I do get it because you're talking to a kid who grew up in Toronto with one station that only showed Bills games. So okay. I, I get it. And I still ended up a Bears fan. So that being said, though, Coach, I don't know if you know this, but Adam, and I, I hope my research was correct because I love to research stuff, once upon a time wrote a letter to your old friend, uh, Mr. Davis, and asked him to keep his Raiders in Oakland, I believe, correct? And right. not to bring them to LA? We did not want them in Los Angeles. That was uh, that was our thing. I, You know what? Because uh, I'm old and I do remember uh, the Rams and the Raiders being a part of the Southern California football scene. I grew up in a town outside of Anaheim. So we're more partial. So I have Rams, Angels. Everybody likes the Lakers. Nobody likes the Clippers. What was but, that? You know. Corona, Corona, California. Oh, Corona, yeah. Oh, you know, Sea yeah. Town. All right. Oh, yes, I do. He said Clippers, like that's an actual basketball yes. team. That was funny. <laughs> They're not. Nobody, nobody's a nobody's a Clippers fan. It's always funny, like going to the freeway series, Dodgers, Angels, and everybody's like so angry at each other. I remember a couple of years ago, you know, these fans, these guys, we're just listen, we're we're at a ball game. Like you're rooting for the team probably closest to where you grew up. There's no, there's Ooh. no reason for acrimony. And these guys were chirping and I, it was, it was the middle of June. And I said, guys, we were just at a Lakers victory parade four days ago. Let's stop the bickering. Okay. Let's just root for our teams. Do what we got to do. We're all Southern Californian people or Southern California people. Let's just relax. It's not the end of the world. We're not even in the same league. It's okay. Like just let this be nice. And yeah. like that. So that's the way it goes, but yeah, I'm a Corona guy. Corona I, the, Inla the Inland Empire. The, the Inland Empire. And not the bad Corona that we're all trying to avoid getting. Uh, that's, this was a bad year <laughs> to be from to Corona. Or to, like drinking, or to like drinking Corona. <laughs> they both took a bad hit. Yes. So, so I want to jump into the NFL draft. And look, we're mm. going to do a focus on 
you know, every week we're going to try to focus on one division. We're going to focus on the NFC North this week, obviously, as two Bears fans being here. But just overall on the draft, was there any team that really stood stood out to either to you guys that was like these guys killed it? These guys nailed this year's draft. I really think when I look at the draft, uh, I thought the team that did there were several teams I thought did an excellent job. But because of my um, time in Cleveland, I, I thought they strengthened their team. I, I really did. I thought overall they did a really, really good job uh, of nailing some pieces that I think is going to help them be a little bit better uh, down the stretch. And I think that's going to be very important for them. When you couple that with their free agency, I think they had a tremendous draft. Um, you know, when I, I look at um, – I mean, again, there, there, there's so many teams, but the team that just stand out to me, you know, that I go, wow, this is, this is going to be interesting. Even though I wasn't fond of San Francisco's first pick, I thought they, they did the right things in trying to straighten their team as well. You know, now what's going to happen at quarterback? Are they going to let Jimmy Garoppolo go? What, what all that's going to be, you know, that's going to, going to tell us how it goes, but when I think of the NFC team, that was San Francisco for me. When I think of the AFC team, it was the Browns. Okay. Yeah, I agree with I, I agree with the Cleveland Browns assessment. I thought their offseason was tremendous. A team that's already pretty good got a lot better. And I think, you know, when you look at the way Cleveland finished their season, if they would have gone out and lost that game to Pittsburgh, I think people still would have felt it was a good season. Like, oh, okay, they got back to the playoffs. It's there's a lot of momentum building in Cleveland, but they went out there and had an, 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 a, a big win, like an emphatic. Am I saying that word correctly? Probably not. Emphatic. I don't care. Emphatic, like oh, a huge oh. win. You know what I'm, I'm trying? Listen, I'm trying to sound fancy in front of the coach, and then I end up looking <laughs> like an idiot. But I, I, I thought that they went out there and had a huge win, and they didn't look terrible in the loss to Kansas City either. So there is a lot of momentum. Like that's a team that you look at, and I like, like what they've been doing over the last couple of years and it's just been building and when you go into a draft where you can sit where they were and just draft good football players and like we don't need a, they didn't really have a need like there really wasn't a position where you're like they have to draft this player they could draft whoever's the best and it just kind of you know it, it strengthens them and i think that we notice that with all the good teams always have uh, a number of players that can come in at any time that the rosters are really deep, especially on both lines. And I think Cleveland has that. And for the NFC though, I, I, if you'll allow me to be a little bit biased, I don't know that anybody had a better draft than the Chicago bears because Pep Jenkins, if we would have just walked out of there with him at number 20, I had resigned myself to like solid, solid tackle. I like Andy Dalton. I'm like, okay, it's cool. Cause I, I didn't want to get too hyper about Justin Fields. I go, unless until San Francisco actually passes on him, I will not get too excited. And then you saw the momentum building. You started rationalizing. You're like, well, Carolina did give up some picks for Sam Darnold. And then Denver, God bless Patrick Sertan, who I think can be a wonderful player. But if you let's go back a couple of years, the Jets took Jamal Adams. And I know he's not with the team anymore. Jamal Adams is an excellent football player. Mm -hmm. No doubt about it. But if you would ask Jets fans, and let's say, and I know it's a bad example because he's not with the team. But if you would ask Jets fans, if you would rather have Patrick Mahomes or Jamal Adams, I think most people would probably lean with the quarterback. I don't know. I'm crazy. Um, You're right. But I, I think that's what it is. And I think and I hope Denver has that regret. I hope Patrick Sertan goes out and has a all-pro career and goes to the Hall of Fame. But at the same time, I just hope Justin Fields plays a little bit better. And uh, is the franchise quarterback? We've been look like I've been looking like I I don't know what it's like. Okay, my dad's old enough to remember Bobby Douglas. By the way, my dad used to, and if anybody who ever asked why I'm the way I am, my dad used to go to Comiskey Park where the Cardinals played, and he would sit in the Cardinals section purposely to cheer for the Bears. So I I me being the way that I am is all on him. So I I really have I have no I have no. It's not me. It's my dad. That's, but, that's, uh, that's what my therapist tells me all the time. So I, I get it. That's my dad. And so, you know, when you look at it, I always joke about the best bears quarterbacks of my lifetime are Jim McMahon, Jay Cutler, 
and Walter Payton on the halfback option. And that's it. The list stops. It was good. Hey, his halfback was option, that, he was good. So good. So since we're talking about, yeah, because I think a lot of us would have thought Bears taking Jenkins at 20. I think that was great. Would have been a great pick. Would have been, yeah, great. We need we need some help on the offensive line. So let's start there, right? We want to dive into the NFC North. I was going to start at the bottom with the lines, but okay, let's start with the Bears since we're talking Bears. Um, Coach was on with me. He, he was kind enough to jump on just as the Bears made that trade. We were doing like a live coverage of the draft, and he saw my reaction uh, to Justin Fields. Obviously, uh, I tried to hold it in. I could not. I think I was running around in circles over here, ran into the wall. Um, that was a great, right? They didn't give up too much. They picked up Justin Fields. Coach has been telling me he's high on Fields. I, I had him as the second uh, highest ranked QB in the draft. So to get him at that position, I think is huge. They also did themselves some favors being able to get Jenkins in the second round. Yeah. Was there any of the later picks that kind of stood out to you as well? I stopped paying attention. <laughs> I just, I lost my mind. It really, it really, I, the one thing about Ryan Pace, I will say, is that obviously he's going to be known for taking Mitch Trubisky, which again, like go back, go back and look at the, the draft picks of like the Mel Kuypers and all those guys. Daniel Jeremiah was the only one to my knowledge of the, of the bigger sites. I'm sure there were people around in the draft network or somebody like that who, who had Deshaun Watson ahead of Trubisky, which is what, which is the way that I had it. And so Obviously that pick did not work out and that's going to be something that is going to hang over him for quite some time, but he's done, but pace has done such a nice job, you know, with guys like Eddie Jackson and a lot of these Jalen Johnson, I thought was a great pick last year. You know, a guy who should have gone in the first round had a knee injury. He falls to the second. He scoops him up. I think we'll see that with Jenkins this year. Darnell Mooney is another guy, even Anthony Miller. Yeah. I think that we're going to, I think we're going to see a good season out of Anthony Miller. Cause I think once you go on notice that you were not only were you on the trade block, nobody wanted you. So hopefully, and, and Anthony Miller is a talented player. I hope that he puts it all together because mm-hmm. if he does, it's a bonus. And I think David Montgomery was a pretty good pick too. So I think that yes. he does a nice job. Like obviously that Mitch Trubisky, like, okay, like that's going to be yeah, the we, one. He made the one big mistake, but yeah, if you look at the rest of the roster, look, I, I, and I am biased of course, but it looks good, right? You got Montgomery, uh, Tariq Cohen, although obviously with his brother, um, what happened this past yeah, week, but he's set to come back. If he can, you know, deal with that, it's tough when you're dealing with, with something like that, but Alan Robinson's back, although he necessarily wasn't happy, I think he's happier now. Uh, I think I was going to say, I think he's happier now. You got Mooney, Miller, Kemet probably will take a step forward. I hope. Oh, yeah. Improved offensive line. Like there's some weapons there. So you feel, and the defense, you know, played below kind of expectations last year. So if they could pick it up, I'm feeling good. Well, if you have an offense that can move the football. It does make the defense better. They they have to be perfect. That's the problem. It's like, we just want to have a quarterback who can go out there that, Number one, if we fall behind, we, I know, I know. I feel embarrassed saying that with coach here, (laughs) but like, if we fall behind by seven, you're like, well, this game's over. And now we have with both the quarter, even like, even Nick Foles, I don't think is terrible, but like Andy Dalton has more fourth quarter comebacks than Aaron Rodgers. I saw saw that stat the other day. Yeah. I know that. I know that Rodgers doesn't fall behind a lot, but still (laughs) like, I think people, I don't know. I don't think they give enough credit to Andy Dalton and it kind of bugs me. I mean, I know I'm as guilty of it as anybody, but to my credit, we are in the mix for Russell Wilson and I can't help. Like if you're, you're excited about like Russell, that's a different, that's a different level. That's like, and I didn't expect to be there. Like he called out our name. Like he said us like, Oh really? Like that's when you take notice. Like I would never think that I would have a shot with Gal Gadot, but if she ever came out and said, listen, I might divorce my husband and of the four people in the world who I would, you know, move on to next. Adam rank is one of them. I would tell my wife to leave. I'd be like, you got to move out. Like, I'm sorry. We might get Gal Gadot. I'm sorry. You understand. You're going all, you're going all in. You're Adam, going all in. Right now. Adam, <laughs> she is not listening. <laughs> she's down to it. She's, she's actually heard this before. She's overheard. One time I left the window open when I was doing this and uh, she's like, now the whole neighborhood now I'm like, everybody knows, like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> there you go. Like so you it, wouldn't do the same thing for Randy Orton. Like it's, you, we have these levels. I of don't know that we have time to do the wrestling thing, Adam, but we probably should. Cause right. we're, 
because we both picked our favorite wrestlers and it was Macho Man. But that's another conversation. Oh, yeah. Another day, another day, another day. Um, so with Dalton, right, let's let's go back there. By the way, the stat I saw was that he had more fourth quarter comebacks than Aaron Rodgers and less uh, NFC Championship uh, game losses as well. So oh! A big, a big win there. No, you didn't. They totally. Do you, so, I love the meme. I love the meme with with him and Rex Grossman, where it's like just a couple of guys with one NFC championship apiece. <laughs> Not wrong. So, coach, Not coach, wrong. do they start Dalton? I know you said Dalton. Yeah, you know him, right? Good guy with mentor Fields, but he probably starts week one, right? Dalton. I think so. Think? I think he does. I think uh, it'd be too much pressure to put on the young kid right away uh, to start. I think, I think they got a Sunday night game too, right against the Rams, I believe. Yeah. To start I, the season. I cannot hold the schedule is not out. I cannot acknowledge any <laughs> rumors. <laughs> for the record, for the record, I have no knowledge of what games of anything that means what you might have heard on the internet. <laughs> okay. I don't know. That means he knows them all. I <laughs> mean he knows them all. And we're gonna try and get it. You know, we gotta send him. I don't know if you know this. Coach is a co-owner of Grand Leanda Tequila. So uh-huh. we probably should have Ooh. sent him a bottle down. We probably could have gotten him to talk. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, if we were drinking some. But Schedule. no, I, I think uh, Andy uh, uh, will start the season. I think Justin will play. There's no question. I think they're going to need him to play. They need to know what they have. Um, I think this is a pivotal season for uh, Pace and the head coach. Uh, I think they need to see show marked improvement in order for them to stay around or somebody else to be coaching Justin Fields. And so – but I think Justin Phillips is the right quarterback for the organization at the right time. I think he'll have a good mentor in, in Andy until he takes it over. Uh, but I do see him taking it over this year. What do they do though? Because when I look at it and let's, you know, let's assume or let's pretend that Aaron Rodgers is not going to be a member of the green Bay Packers. I would think the bears are the best team in the division if that happens. And if I, I look at the teams that they're going up against and it's conceivable that they win 10 games. They could go 10 and seven, for instance. And I think that there could be a a scenario where, you know, Andy Dalton's playing well. Like, what do you do? I know the giants famously were five and four when they benched Kurt Warner for Eli Manning. Do you think the bears would get into a situation like that? Would they play for the playoffs or do you think they'd be like, okay, thanks Andy. You, you got us to a good point of the season, but now we're turning it over to Justin Fields. Oh, absolutely they could, because if you think that he's going to help you win more games, mm-hmm. if he displays something, you know, in, in his talent, that's going to elevate the team. You know, one thing about players, you can't fool the players. You know, if this guy's in practice making plays after plays after plays, they're going to want him out there. I mean, that's mm-hmm. why you drafted him. So, uh, yeah, I can see those things happening for sure. So you don't think, obviously, I, I think Pace and Nagy obviously are on the hot seat, if not the warm seat. I think the hot seat. You don't think they'll they slow play it kind of like Kansas City did with Mahomes, where they just kind of play him the last week of the season if things are going well, just to see what they have and you know prep him for next year. You think? Yeah, I, I think the difference the- is there's Alex Smith. Yeah. You know, the Alex Smith to, to Andy Dalton, and like I said, I coach Andy personally. Andy could be the player they're looking for, you know. But I think there's a certain way you have to coach Andy to get it out of it, and hopefully. Uh, they do have someone who was there with him in Cincinnati, not when he was having his best year, but when he had some good years, and hopefully he can get that out of it. Um, and I think that was the problem at Dallas. I don't think Andy's a bad player by any stretch. I think there's a certain way, environment, you have to create for Andy in order for him to be successful. And if you do that, and if they understand that, then he'll be fine. But if they don't, you'll be playing the other player because the other player is an alpha. And he, he does have those qualities. And that's what that team needs. That team needs a quarterback to step forward and really assume the leadership role and make plays and look like they're leading. And if they do, they got a chance to be, as you said, one of the better teams in that division. But I will still tell everybody, watch out for the, for the Vikings this year. Because the Vikings, every odd year, has played extremely well under Mike Zimmer and made it to the playoffs. So that's, uh, that's a dark horse in that division. So, you know, one, you know, when you're done with Tennessee State on Saturday night, we'll get you on the phone uh, yes. with Bill in Chicago on Sunday to help out with Andy. Um, we talked, you brought up uh, Aaron Rodgers, obviously. I know no one knows the real answer. Denver's now popped up as a possible landing uh, situation. If you were betting men, 
Rodgers in Green Bay, Rodgers somewhere else to start next season? I think it's going to be Rodgers somewhere else, just from all the things I'm hearing. You know, uh, he really wants out. I think he feels kind of disrespected. And I think he's seen more athletes, not just in the NFL, but more athletes, NBA, baseball. People are starting to end their careers where they want to. They're starting to put themselves in position where they want to be. And I think he's testing that as, as, as much as he can. And will there be a point where somebody's going to, I think they already kind of dug in right now. You know, I think he's dug in, they've dug in. Somebody has to give. And the Packers made a decision to draft the quarterback, you know, in the first round. And either you got to say you, you made the right decision or you did. So um, Aaron is, can be really stubborn. I think we all know that. And uh, that's what he's doing right now. You agree, Adam? He's, he's probably going. I encourage you. Oh, I encourage yeah, you. I, 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 I'll buy him a ticket. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> don't, don't. I, I tweet him every day. I said, don't let them tell you what to do, Aaron. You dig in on this organization. You made the you, Packers. You do okay. it. I got to start doing that. I got to start. I got to yeah. make sure that you find you, him a new place and pay him to leave. I know. Oh, hope. my gosh. Yeah. I'll, I'll drive him. I'll, I'll move out. I'll take the U-Haul. Drive across the country, wherever you want to go. You want to go to Denver? Fine, let's go. Uh, go I to think Las Vegas? Like, you're I, in. I, I've lived in Denver. I will find him a nice spot. I know how to drive through those hills with a moving van. I am ready. I'm ready to help him. Uh, I just don't know how the Packers go through this again. Like, how did you, like, maybe it's you, Packers. Yeah. Like, you keep having, like, you keep getting these Hall of Fame quarterbacks and you get one Super Bowl out of them. And then, then it ends so terribly. And I know that yeah. other team, I know that like, you know, it's happened to Joe Montana. It's happened Ooh. to a lot. Like it happened to Jay Cutler, like all the greats. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> had a, but even Peyton Manning had to go to um, Denver. To Denver. Yeah. And so at some point, and you know, it's funny, you know, because um, we were talking about that. And obviously when Peyton won his ring, it was his final, it was his final season. And he was not, he was not the same player that he was, but he was so good. His first couple of years in Denver, obviously they got blown out in the Super Bowl against Seattle, but he was so good. And I think that wherever Aaron goes, it's going to be that kind of situation. Like last year was a laugh. And I, I still remember trying to tell people, and I was this is coming from a fantasy idiot like myself of like, this guy's, this guy's upset and he's going to have the best year of his career. And I remember arguing with somebody like, they're not motivated like that. And I'm like, okay, even if they're not Aaron Rodgers is, and I just right. know that Last year was completely predictable. If he goes to Denver, he's throwing 60 touchdowns. There's that no is. doubt in my mind. And I don't care if KJ Hamler catches 20 of them. Noah Fant gets 15. I don't care. He's throwing 60. Like it's going to be crazy. Like I almost want, like, I almost want him to just, why, why, why don't you just hold out though? Why don't you just hang out, go There's host a lot team? of reasons yeah. why uh, I think Aaron would want to do that. Um, you know, he's always been compared to Tom. But he's yeah. not going to you know, they're both from Southern California. I mean, from the Bay Area, I should Bay say. Area. And you look at it and Tom just went to Tampa Bay and won. You know, Aaron would love to have that, you know, yeah. being part of the legacy. I don't know that that's going to happen. And you said it best. Some of the best quarterbacks played in Green Bay and they won one Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. did he really have the season he wanted to have last year? Maybe to us as fans we were very impressed with his numbers my fantasy team yeah he was yeah. yeah and i think he was so disappointed because he felt in order for him to raise who he was within the league he needed to go win a super bowl or be in that game and he wasn't so and tom brady just new team new opportunity different players put them together and went won it again so if i'm Aaron, i'd be pissed too you know at some point in time I want to walk out of here feeling good. Like I really had an impact because everybody, when you talk about Aaron Rodgers, you talk about one of the greatest quarterbacks that have ever played the game. Yeah. He had one, he had one a lot. Of, he had one, what one Super Bowl. That's it. Yeah. yeah. He's but only that, been to one. I mean, yeah. and it's yeah, crazy. That's, that's the surprising thing for how good he is. And then, yeah. you know, you also hear stuff like, Hey, Tom went to Tampa, got to call a couple of his own shots, right? They didn't want Antonio yeah. Brown. He got Antonio Brown. He wanted Gronk. He got Gronk. And now Aaron's sitting there. And going, Fournette. Hey, yeah, and Fournette, right. I need some help. And really, let's be honest, they're not giving him. I get it. Yeah. You got Devontae Adams. That's fantastic. But 
I, I know that he looks at himself on that same level as Tom and says, hey, I want to have be able to call some of those shots too. I get it. And, and, and Tampa Bay already had, they already had Godwin, Mike yeah. Evans, Cameron Brait, uh, Ronald, Ronald Jones is a fine player. Like, but they went above and beyond. I do wonder though, like how come we never, like it seems like Tom Brady makes a call, like Gronk shows up and Antonio Brown wants to be there. Where are the guys wanting to play in Green Bay? Like, why don't we see more players? Like, I've never, I can't think, Aaron Jones, who was somebody who re-signed with the team, I can't think of anybody. You would think for as good as Aaron Rodgers was. Because I know, like, the Packer fans will make fun of, of Allen Robinson for, like, you could have come here. I'm like, why didn't he? Like, what? Like, what? what is it? Why didn't he want to play in Green Bay? Like, it's there's got to be something going on. I don't know. I'm saying that it's a conspiracy. No, I think you're right. I mean, I think it is a couple of things. I think one, when you think of Tom Brady, he has enough skins on the wall with championships. Mm-hmm. He's been there and, and man, you want to be a part of that. Aaron doesn't have that. Mm. Aaron's kind of an aloof, you know, let's just be honest. And I think he's seen that way. And I think people know that if he gets down on you, he's down on you. And if yeah. he's with you, he's with you. One thing about Tom, he might be down on you. He might go after you in the game, but he's going to let it go because if he thinks you can help him win, he's going to use you. You know, he, he's just yeah. not going to shoot out. And, and Aaron has that kind of personality, and I think that's known. And so people are picking and choosing, and then you're looking at it, and it goes back to the same thing. You've won one of them. Tom now right. has seven. You know, it's like, I'm going to play with that guy. You yeah. know, that, that's what happens. He has seven, and he's probably a couple catches away from having a couple more too. Let's right. Let's be honest. So it's great, you know. And it's even when you think back to like, I always thought that the Super Bowl Fifty, when the Broncos went to the Super Bowl, I thought that Bill Belichick actually had a couple of missteps in that game, and one of them was because Goskowski missed an extra point early, and he didn't settle for field goals when he could have. And at the end of the game, you're like. Bill, if you would have not gone for, I know we're getting into the weeds, but I'm like, oh, there's like a couple times, or like even um, the Super Bowl that Peyton won as a member of the Colts, the Patriots were winning that championship game 21 to three, or they were up to a huge lead and blew that one. And I know, again, like I hate to think of this as a, as a Bears fan, but like Tom Brady probably would have beat Devin Hester too. That's what I'm saying. I'm not even acknowledging <laughs> yeah, Rex Westman. Right. You know what? They wouldn't have even kicked to Devin Hester. We wouldn't no. have even had that touchdown. Would have been so bad. But like, yeah, no. there's like a lot of things you're like, gosh, Tom could have really had a lot more. And then he goes to the NFC, spends one year there, has as many Super Bowl titles in the NFC as Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So you've touched on Minnesota. Do you really think this odd, every you know odd year thing is going to work out for them? Did they have they put a team together? Right, they they drafted. I know they drafted um, someone that you really like, right, Coach? Didn't they? Yeah, Kellen, Kellen Mond. I know obviously yeah. it's the backup Kirk Cousins. Yes. Um, but do do the other pieces you think put them in a place where, especially listen, let's assume we're assuming that the Packers don't have Aaron Rodgers. We're assuming that they take a couple of steps back right in the division. So it's up for grabs, right? We like the bears because we have to. Um, and, and Vikings, do you think they have enough pieces to, to also make that run this year? I do. Anthony K. And I tell you why they, they're returning a lot of injured players. Um, Anthony Barr, uh, Hunter. I mean, those guys are really good players. I mean, I, I think people don't put enough conversation into when you lose your top line guys, who the backups are, you know, they're, they're not the same. You know, and that's why those guys get paid the way they get paid. So they lost some very uh, impactful players on their team last year. But the one guy they didn't lose, they lost him for a week or so, was the running back. You know, he's as good as there is in football. Yeah. And I think uh, the biggest question I have about the Vikings this year is a new coordinator, you know, because he's never really called a game. He's watched his dad do it. Um, I'm sure he's been uh, a part of the, the process. But having that pressure of making those calls, playing and play out, that's going to be the biggest telltale sign for the Vikings. But I think, do they have enough talent? They have enough. They have, they're good at receiver. Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins. I think they've improved on the offensive line. They get these defensive players back. They're going to be, um, they're going to be always good on defense. They have been. They wasn't as good last year, too many injuries. So I think they're going to be involved this year if they can stay healthy. All right. Well, well let's hope not. Uh, Adam, <laughs> do, you, do, you agree with, do you agree with that? No, I think they're garbage. No, I'm yeah, joking. I'm joking. That's that's the fan in me talking. They, yeah, the, the Vikings are the biggest wild card 
to me. If they're all healthy and Dalvin Cook continues to play the way that he does, yeah, there's a lot of good things. I Justin Jefferson was such a good pick. I'm I'm gonna be mad at Philadelphia forever, not only for the double doink, but it's like <laughs> if you why like oh my gosh, it was so nice to get Stefan Diggs out of the division. He was one of my favorite players. I hated, I hated how much I liked him, and he was a Viking, and it was always it always bothered me. And he got sent to he got sent to Buffalo, so it's like cool. I can be a, a huge fan of his now. And then the one I thought that they would. God, Philadelphia was there. This, take Justin Jefferson. Why would you want any other? And I, Jalen Rager can come out and be the best player that he could be. He's not going to be better than Justin Jefferson. That was such an, such an easy call. Like, listen to me. Um, I, I know I'm, I know, listen, I make mistakes too, but Justin <laughs> Jefferson is so good. I I'm really annoyed by them. So I do. Yeah. And Thielen's good. So they have a lot of ability. I'm hopeful. Like I'm wish casting that they're not going to be as good. And I, when I do my predictions, I'll predict them for a bad record. Cause it's what I do. Yeah. And uh, I love making fun of the Vikings fans. It's uh, you know, it, we all, we all bond together in hating green Bay, but at the same time, I still like tweaking the Vikings fans. Cause they get, yeah. they get, so oh, yeah. I have, I have friends who are Vikings fans. So I love teasing them. Oh, not me. <laughs> I would be remiss if I didn't bring up another team. Cause friend of the show, Cynthia Freeland. Lions fan. A Lions. So, uh, I'll give you a minute on the Lions. Are we? I was really, I was kind of surprised with their pick. Like, don't get me wrong. Uh, Sewell's a great, you know, the highest ranked offensive lineman. And we, you know, I thought it would have made more sense if the Bengals picked him up. He drops to the uh, to the Lions, who already have a left tackle. They're going to shift him to the right. No, they got a good line though. They, they absolutely. So does Ragnow is one of the best. Yeah, do they do they have enough pieces, or is this just the line like uh, golf? No, being in they there, they finally got a great line for Matthew Stafford, who's probably. Oh wait, no, yeah, oh, they got, got rid him. of them. <laughs> just in time. You, got, you got golf, who I always like to refer to as West Coast Trubisky, a guy like he's, but he's less athletic. I know I shouldn't be dragging <laughs> players like this. He's a nice person. I just don't like I. Whenever I I make fun of golf. And when people get upset at me, I'm like, well, I'm just taking the word of Sean McVay who traded him away. Like that's, that's, that's my ultimate thing. Like the guy who knows him the best is Sean McVay. And he decided he didn't want to play with them. And he went to a Super Bowl with the Rams. And I know that I look at a lot of things from a fantasy perspective. And I say, Hey, his points dropped over the last two years, anytime. And I, I don't know if this is a, a McVay philosophy or if this is just the way that he had to handle Jared Goff, but anytime, anytime they got inside the 10, they ran it almost every time. I mean, Gurley, you're like, okay. And when Gurley left and he went to Atlanta, you're like, okay, well now they'll let Goff go to, no, they're like Malcolm Brown, Daryl, like guys you'd never, like a lot of the uh, common folk had never heard of like Malcolm Brown, Daryl Henderson, like we'll give you the, we'll, we would rather give the ball to you than to let Jared Goff handle this sure. thing. When they get you know, near the goal it, line. I think that's a coaching problem. And I'm not trying to sit up here and stick up for Jared, but I, that sounds like a coaching problem to me. You know, I you get it 10 and you keep doing the same things you've been doing since you had Todd Gurley. Now you're doing it with the same running backs. That don't say it's a quarterback issue. That says that's your comfort level to me. I I hate to say, but that, that doesn't fit my narrative though. What bothers me, the great Sean McVay is yeah. now being a little exposed. Let's yeah. just be honest here. And so now we're, it's easy to go push that on, on, uh, on the quarterback and, and get him out of there. And at the end of the day, he did take him to a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. What, what happened to the offense in the Super Bowl? I mean, I, they, they couldn't do anything. So again, I just get, it's so amazing how the narratives that get spin spun, I should say, because you look right. at it, everybody says it's golf. Well, what about the coach? You know, yeah. I mean, we, he was Wonder Boy at one time. So what happened to this genius who's supposed to be one of the best ever in the history of the league that all of a sudden it is disappointing to watch a quarterback come back with a bad thumb, play for you, go out there and bust his butt for you, and then you say, oh, by the way, I'm going to let you go. I, I, I'm done with you. So what happened to the genius Sean McVay coach? Did he get too Belichick? <laughs> well, yeah, but did he get too conservative? Did he stop? Like he's supposed to be a genius. How? Why is he just? Well, when I hear the announcers, he's never not been still the great Sean McVay. But <laughs> you have reality. We, we, we talk not... reality on this show. Right? We, we, we talk reality. Well, we have 
we haven't seen any of that. There was yeah. never any magic to what it was anyway. I mean, let's just be honest. They were good players. You know, they were good players that were making plays. And, and this was a new identity for the Rams. And now all of a sudden that's been exposed. People know who they are. People know there's a book on you. People know who you are, how you do things, how you go about it. They start to slow you down. That's why that thing of the greatest and the master and the teacher, whatever the he's supposed to be the greatest, you got to be very careful throwing those kind of titles around because uh, this league will bring you to your knees. Right. Yeah, and, it, and, it, and it feels like, too, that they're going to be out of excuses. I mean, yeah. you can't it, – it, it's it's – it's kind of, you know, if you don't do it with Matthew Stafford, then at some point you're like, well, then it's, it's going to end up being you. And that's what I like for players too. Like Sam Darnold is going to Carolina. Now, obviously people will be like, well, you know, Ryan Tannehill, you know, when he got away from Adam Gase, went out there, became an all pro quarterback and that's fine. Well, now you're in Carolina and you're playing with Joe Brady and Matt Rule, like you're at, like I love Sam. I remember watching him at San Clemente High School and him. onto USC and I'd love him. And that's like, but here's my thing, and I'll I'll be real. You're out of excuses, Sam. You've gotta, you've gotta show that you can play on this level. Otherwise, you're gonna make a lot of money holding a clipboard for the rest of your life, which is I think your life. point is well taken, and I really believe he will. I think sometimes yeah, I do too. I do too. Yeah, and they, and they've gone, they've gone all in on him, right? They got rid of yeah, yeah. yeah oh yeah. Huge. I think got to change the scenery, uh, a different voice. Uh, I don't think anybody ever thinks about the human side of these players of, of high value walking to the National Football League as young men, especially quarterbacks, with all this pressure in New York, media, everything, and he had yeah. no help. See, when you say, well, Sam, it's on you now, it is. But, boy, let's yeah. go back and see what help he had when he was in New York. Oh, yeah. I, listen, I don't, I, I'm with you. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't disagree now, with any of that. But, and now he has a chance. So you said it. So this is your best chance. So you need to take advantage of this. So yes. whoever's dealing with him on a, you know, on a mental health situation need to get him back to where he needs to be. Same thing we're talking about Carson Wentz right now. You know, mm -hmm. all these guys that need to be repropped back up and put in position where they can have success. I agree. You said it much more eloquently than I did. He, I was just he saying tends this is to his, do that. This is, he tends to do but it's, that. It's, but it's, it is his best chance. I love Sam. By the way, the first time I ever met Sam Darnold was at some event, and I sat down with him, and I looked right at him, and I go, hey, I go, do you hate Tesoro High School? And his <laughs> eyes lit up. He's like, I do. I do. I'm like, right? Like, they're the worst. He's like, everybody thinks we'd hate Mission Viejo. He's like, I hated Tesoro. And I know we're losing the whole audience. He's like, who are these high schools? But it was like, but we were – we had like the best conversation just because I, I knew that he didn't, because I knew that he had lost to Tesoro in the playoffs. The closest I came is when I lived in Newport. So I maybe drove by some of them. That's about it. <laughs> oh, about you're it. good. Yeah. Tesoro is uh, right. That's South yeah. County. That's right there. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to read out some names. Okay. And, and Adam and coach, you'll both immediately know this list that I'm giving you, but Doug Williams, mm -hmm. Ed Tutal Jones, Nate Newton, Michael Strahan, Shannon Sharp, Richard Dent, Jerry Rice, Deacon Jones, Deacon and of Tice. course, my all-time favorite, Walter Payton. Do you know what they all have in common? HBCU. HBCUs. So, Adam, I you, I saw your, you put a list together of the 30. I read through all of those. You coach, did. Okay, coach, you. Co coach, obviously, is going to be the OC at Tennessee State starting this mm -hmm. year. So obviously it's something that's important that we want to talk about. However, um, uh, Deion Sanders uh, posted this, 259 draft picks, zero from an HBCU this year. Does it surprise you? And is it something on the draftees or the drafters that there was zero? Oh, yeah. No, it, it doesn't surprise me. Uh, but it's definitely the drafters for sure. Yeah. I mean, there's very talented players throughout the country, just like recruiting. I mean, it's no different. If Tim Tebow can come back and play right now and get a contract and go play tight end when he's never played tight end before, um, that's got to tell you something. And so I, there, there is a young man out there somewhere that played at HBCU, whether he's black or white, doesn't matter, who's talented enough to have that opportunity that Tim Tebow is getting in Jacksonville. You know, the, so that to me says it all, you know, and again, 
until um, I'm in this, I'm coaching this league with Eddie George. I, I did it for Eddie. And once I made the decision, I started to investigate exactly what's happened with the HBCU schools. And for whatever reason, they don't get the attention they deserve. At one time, that's where some of the greatest players, you just named yeah. some of the greatest to ever play the game. That's where yeah. they came from. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, it's like there's no players there. And I'm shocked. I, the tape I've watched, I've seen some very good players. Um, are, 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 and are people going to go to Alabama first? Absolutely, we get all those first round draft picks, but you can't tell me there's not one or two players from the HBCU who, who doesn't have a chance to uh, play in the National Football League. Yeah, and I think that you know, with everything that happened this past year, you know, with COVID and everything, that people are probably trying to use it as a cop out. Like, well, we didn't get an opportunity; there wasn't a real combine or anything like that. I just don't understand why these teams especially if you're a team that's looking for like that needs talent, like why you're not spending more resources trying to dominate finding players, finding undrafted players. Like you'll probably be able to find undrafted players at that level and yes. go out there. I, I was thinking about the Saints situation and maybe they did. I, I got to go through their undrafted free agent list, but like you're in, like you're in the hotbed of it and they, they were in salary cap hell and they had to lose so many players. They had to let so many great players go. These are the kind, like these are the kind of places you should be going to. Like you should be trying to find these players because they're out there, and there's great players. And by the way, when you read off that list, one of my favorites that you did not mention was Marion Motley. Um, but going through and finding a lot of those players and those un, you know, and I don't know. I, I think it's a mistake, and I think that. You know, and the Tebow thing bothers me. I'm sort of, I know it, it's more on Urban Meyer than it is on the person, but just like, why are you not, why are you not being more proactive? Like that would be, that's the thing that upsets me the most. It's like, why are, why is the team I'm rooting for not being like you, you found Walter Payton, obviously Walter Payton was a fourth overall selection, but like you have had success in this arena before. Why aren't you using this? Like they're, the players are there. It's, it's interesting, right? It's interesting because they'll find players in – they'll give Tim Tebow a shot, which yeah. I, I, that does bother me, and I, I don't think he's even going to make the roster. I, I know why he's getting that chance, right? It's the connection with Urban Meyer. But he has a better find, chance of showing up at AEW Dynamite than he does <laughs> – You're just going to put wrestling in there one way or another. Um, but, no, they'll find rugby players. They're, you know, they'll find people uh, from other sports, and you're telling me you can't find people right there in front of you who are playing this sport that, that you know, not one of them does, was draft eligible, like you said, you know, an undrafted player. It just – it blows my mind. And I'm taking your list, by the way, so, you know, I'm, pay, I'm posting one a day, and I'm right. trying to, like, promote it and get people know. And, you know, obviously coach, guys like Eddie George and Deion Sanders – uh, you know, Dion obviously is out there making a lot of noise about HBCUs and the importance mm -hmm. of them. And, and so I think it's you guys, coach, that are going to make that difference is bringing, you know, people's attention to it. But when right. I saw that, that zero draft, I just, it, it, it blew my mind. I was really, I was, I was so surprised. That's um, terrible. That and also, you know what? I, I know this, I know that Kenny Washington doesn't go on the list because UCLA does not fall right. into that category, but UCLA was open to black athletes, obviously, with Jackie Robinson and Kenny Washington and Woody Strode. And so I, I always kind of wish that he was in that list too. And then he didn't get a chance to play professional football until the Rams wanted to relocate from Cleveland. And the LA Coliseum Commission said, you cannot use our stadium unless you're integrated. And so there was an unspoken ban, like not as bad as baseball, but there was an unspoken ban and Kenny Washington was the player and him and Woody Strode were the players who broke that tradition in the NFL. Cause I know obviously Marion Motley was playing for the Cleveland Browns, but the Browns were part of the AAFC at the time. And Paul Brown wrote his own rules. So he was, yes, he, did. he was doing, he was going to bring in, bring in everybody who could play football. So, play. Isn't, isn't that though, isn't that, I know it's utopian. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Bring in the best yeah. players, the best coaches, the best yeah. coordinators, regardless Right, male, female, black, white. That's the isn't Anything. that the point? Doesn't work that way. I, well, I, I know it doesn't, but right. No, it, it's supposed to be. Supposed but, to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's disappointing when it doesn't. I think, like you said, there's going to be more. I think what Dion did for HBCUs is make people more aware. Mm -hmm. You know that boy, this is really going on. 
it'd be hard this year for them just to shut everybody out. Uh, you now have, you know, Eddie George involved. I'm involved. There's going to be other NFL coaches who have, have played in the National Football League and coached the National Football League that will be over there um, that could say, hey, look, these players can play. So yeah. I think the more noise you can make that way, the better chance uh, that you have of getting that part turned. And I think it will, because at the end of the day, you said it best. You think every organization is looking for the best player. They're not just looking for a player. They look for the best player, the best fit for the organization. And there has to be somebody from HBCU who can do that. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm going to yell it from the rooftops until I'm blue in the face, coach. So um, I'm going to end with this because coach, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, is is throwing his hat into the fantasy ring. What? And and Adam, you've helped me to multiple second place finishes. Yeah, so is there, is there is there any, what's the fantasy advice to for to that we need to look out, whether it's an early sleeper, uh, hey, something we need to do to, Maybe, maybe get me a win. Maybe get me a win. I can't lose in the finals every year. I, I need a win. Oh, I went 0 for 6. And I was sitting there. I was playing in a league with these kids. Or kids, or adults. But uh, my friends in, in Great Britain. And we were in a standard league. And I had a 28-point lead on Stefan Diggs. And I'm like, well, like PPR, points per reception. I would feel worried. But, like, there's no way Stefan Diggs is going to get 28 in standard. Of course he did. And I lost, so I lost a bunch of them. I, you know, it's, it's so disappointing to me last year because one of the things that's become hot that people talk about all the time is last year, I was the only person who advocated, obviously you go running backs, your first five, six, seven picks. I said, mm-hmm. your first pass catcher, pass catcher off the board should be Travis Kelsey because the drop off from Kelsey to the number two guy is way more significant than going from, Michael Thomas to Devonte Adams or DeAndre Hopkins or something like, I know that the Michael right. Thomas was injured last year and that kind of skewed that, but I said, take it. And in a lot of my teams, I started off with Kelsey. Nobody wanted Devonte Adams. So I happily scooped him up, made some bad calls with the running backs, but that happens. Um, <laughs> but yeah, don't be afraid to uh, zig when everybody else is zagging. And so uh, if you want to do something a little bit crazy, Oh, and uh, Jonathan Taylor, of the Indianapolis Colts as a player wow. who I love this year. Uh, me too. And I'll tell you, I, uh, I saw your mock and I think you took Kelsey in like the second or third, or maybe th- it was oh, really it's crazy. Yeah. These guys took him really early in your mock there. So a lot of people uh, were just afraid of it. It's, it's an unnatural thing and it just feels weird to do it, but I'm like, I'm crazy. I'll do I, what I, I want. I have to win this year because the league that I'm the commissioner in out of the five yeah. or six I play in, I'm a commissioner in one and my wife won last year. So we cannot let that happen again. We cannot. That's the worst. Think about me though. Like everybody, every, whenever I'm playing in these leagues, I'm always against everybody. Nobody wants to trade with me. Like right. if I, if I do anything, like people will, they won't make a trade. Like I'd offer them. I'd be like, Hey, I will, you know, I'll give you um, a kicker. Although young way coup was awesome, but like, I'll trade you Rodrigo Blankenship or I'll give you Devonte Adams for Rodrigo Blankenship, they'd be like, no, I'm not no, taking that no. deal. Like, what's up? Like, what are you doing? I'm like, no, it's just, I'm trying to help you out. But they do. And I know this for a fact. It's like every time I pick up a guy off the waiver wire, like if I pick up Jeff Wilson Jr. or Miles Gaskin or somebody like that in their other leagues, they're making the same moves. And they come back like, hey, thanks for that. I, I traded I traded uh, Le'Veon Bell the year that he sat out right before oh, the season started. And no one will trade with me ever since. So I, I, <laughs> Can I, I, feel, I feel your pain. I will tell you, I was in a league the year that we got, we, I did it again. Uh, the year we got the Saturday, we got Khalil Mack. I had the number one overall pick and one of my friends had changed his team name to Mackless Raiders. And I'm like, Oh, what happened? Did he get traded? And my friend's like, shut up. I'm like, no, no, no. What happened? He's like, forget you. He was, but it was, I'm cleaning this up. And he, he was like, no, no, no. Where's, what team's he playing for? He's like, I will never talk to you again. I'm like, is he on the bit? So I had to stop it. I wasn't paying attention. So the draft started. I got auto-picked Le'Veon Bell. And I lost that year because of yeah, that. Yeah. But we got Khalil Mack, so I feel like that's fine. Was, it's fine. So, Coach, you're, you're diving into fantasy, right? Yes, I'm supposed to dive in. I got to see what my responsibility will be. Because uh, obviously my first opportunity is to do what I got to do for TSU, but I am in right now. 
Right. If I well, can help I'll, out with, with anything, let me know. Don't I was going to say, I'll, I'll, I'll read what Adam writes and then I'll, I'll, I'll send you the right, Whatever. <laughs> All right. Love we, it. Have, we have two minutes left, so I'm going to ask you one more question because you've been infusing wrestling. Oh, jeez. Anything you want to say about anything wrestling related? Oh, wrestling. Like I think it's just such a fun time to be a, a fan of professional wrestling because there's so many options for you out there. And I will say, I'm, I appreciate what Tony Khan has done where, Ooh. you know, he's gone out and, and built his own wrestling organization. And it's amazing uh, just to see what he's been able to do. And it's been fun to follow along with him. And I think that he's doing it the right way. He's a nice guy and they're doing the thing with impact wrestling, which is awesome too. And I think that that's what we as fans want. Like the WWE always wants us to act like we've ne like anytime somebody shows up, like when, uh, when Kenta, showed up in WWE. We had to pretend like that wasn't Kenta. It was Hideo Nakamura. Like, come on. Like, we're not, that's ridiculous. We know who this person is. Uh, but Tony's done a great job. So I appreciate him and I thank him. And again, Tim Tebow, more likely to be in a, to be an all out than he's ever going to be in a Jags uniform. In a Jags uniform? All right. I sent you, I don't know if you saw it. Someone asked me to tell them my favorite wrestler without telling them my favorite wrestler. And I did my worst Macho Man impression. So don't do that I, anymore. Uh, <laughs> you saw that it was bad. All right. Uh, Coach, any final words before we let you go? No, this has been awesome. Uh, obviously, more the fantasy football is, is a big thing. That's what I'm finding out. Yeah, people love oh, it. Oh, yeah. It's mm -hmm. we're 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 obsessed. I I I've watched more games. I always watched a lot of football, but yeah, once I got yeah. into fantasy, I watched more games, more football, and I cared about your third round running back more than I've ever cared about <laughs> uh, um, in in my entire life. So it's 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 a great way for people, especially for people who don't watch football, right? right? Yeah. To really get into the game and start to understand a little bit. And, right. And I've had conversation with people who say, "Hey, I started to do this fantasy thing, and now I actually like." watching games, not just like on the, the games. Side. So yeah, it's good. All a right. couple of years ago, I was at the D in Las Vegas. It was the night when Derrick Henry had that 99 yard run. Ooh. There were so many people at the bar watching this blowout thrilled, captivated. And the only reason why, because they had Derrick Henry on their fantasy team. <laughs> they wanted to see how many points he was going to get them. Yeah, he carried me to a beautiful second place finish last year. Dang it. <laughs> Can't get over the hump. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you so Thank much you. for your time. Appreciate you. you. Take care. Be safe, and we'll talk soon. Get the full Sports Fluent experience at sportsfluent.com. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at sports underscore fluent. You can search us on YouTube at sportsfluent, and don't forget to subscribe. Or if you're looking for some great merchandise or to support the podcast, visit sportsfluent.com slash merchandise.